What's up, what's up, y'all? And we are back. Happy Truck and Hustle Tuesday. Um, how's everyone? What's up to the Hustle fam everywhere? What's going on, y'all? Listen, today we're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, I brought on a credit specialist, Stephanie Lawrence. We're going to talk about credit, um, specifically business credit, building biz- business credit, um, and maintaining it. Um, I think this is an important show. Um, a lot of times, you know, you know, we want to get into business, we want to grow our business, and we don't have the means to do so. Credit is definitely an important part uh, to any any healthy business. So um, I thought this show could definitely help, and Stephanie brings a lot of value. Um, so I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, it's really dope because, um, you know, during the show, Stephanie's going to give you guys some actionable steps on how to become fundable and become more attractive uh, to banks to where you can hire your chances of, you know, being able to get extended credit lines and so forth and so on. So really good information. So, um, you know, as always, put your ears on. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. All right, let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Whatever it is, they can smell it a mile away, and that's when they deny you. Because we know there's some type of financial hardship there. There's right. some type of struggle. And if they see that, then they consider you a high risk. And then they're like, okay, they're probably not going to pay us back. So right, you know, right, right. the likelihood of us extending them credit is going to be really slim. So that's why you definitely want to be credit healthy so that when you do need it, those banks are then throwing credit card offers at you, throwing money at you. Hey, apply for this loan with no interest mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because you're mm-hmm. already in a position to earn it. Right. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. So we are here with uh, Mrs. Stephanie Lawrence, right? Yeah. You are um, the credit repair queen, right? Yes, I am. Okay, great, great, great. So we're going to talk about credit today. Um, <clears throat> so Stephanie. Um, what, what made you get into the credit, the credit industry, the credit repair industry, the credit industry altogether? Yeah, good question. So years ago, I want to say like 12 years ago, um, it all started when I was looking for a home loan. And, you know, I didn't know much at the time, but I knew I had a job and a paycheck. So I was like, okay, now I could go ahead and get a house just like everybody else. And um, they came back and denied my application and said I either needed a co-signer or I needed to just wait until my credit was better because it was about a 535 at that time. Okay. And so I was like, credit score. I mean, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, let me delve into this a little bit more, get educated, learn about it, see what it's all about. And that's when I pulled my credit reports and saw that there was some negative information on there that I didn't even know where it came from. Uh, and I was like, okay, let me see how to go about cleaning this up. Okay. And that's what I really, really went 
you know, to the good old Google. Right, right, right. <laughs> Got some information, followed a few steps, saw a little bit of results, but I was like, no, I need to do more. And that's when I actually went and got trained from somebody who had been in the industry for about 23 years and decided to learn more about credit and how to clean up my own credit, how to start the business, get into the business. And that's what I did. I flew out to Arizona, got trained and implemented everything I learned and started seeing results as soon as I got back and implemented everything, helped friends and family. And once I saw the results that they got and how happy they were, you know, like they were just really joyful and right. that made my heart happy. And I was like, you know what? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, mm -hmm. it made me happy. It didn't feel like work. I was helping people, which I've always wanted to do in some way, shape or form. And that's what I'm truly doing. So that's how the business got started. And I never looked back. Nice, nice, nice. Dope. So, so you said when you start at that time, um, you know, before you educated yourself, you had a 535 credit score, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what were some of the negative things that were impacting your credit that you found that you had to, you know, kind of learn and look into? Yeah, definitely. So I saw some collections. Um, there was an old, I think I had like a express card back then or something like that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> From college. And you know, when you're in college, you apply for all those cards. They throw those cards at you. Right. And you don't have a job to really pay them off. So you're running them up. You're buying pizza for the whole dorm room on your credit cards. And then you're not really being mindful that there's a bill to come. So there were some things that um, had gone into collections. There were uh, a couple of charge-offs and um, one, I didn't even know where it came from, to be honest. Right. Like, yes. That doesn't belong to me, so I don't know what it is. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that was on there. And um, even though I saw on the internet that I should dispute online, that actually is something that you're not supposed to do. And I actually suffered, you know, so mm. you don't get results by doing that. Um, there's no true investigation being done. And then you lose your rights to follow up with a reinvestigation when you dispute online. So that's okay. what I learned when I actually went and got trained and did it the right way. Okay, got you. So, um, you know, a lot of people who, who listen to this show are interested in entrepreneurship. Um, they're interested in starting their own businesses. Um, so, you know, how, how does your personal credit affect you when you want to transition into business? Okay, so that's a great question. I have two answers for that, actually. So I always want everyone, even if you're a business owner, to take your personal credit seriously, right? So when you have your personal credit in order as a business owner, you have double the purchasing power and borrowing power to start your business and expand your business. So I always recommend for everyone to get their personal credit in shape because when you're credit healthy, you really have a lot of power. Like you can literally go to the dealership sign your name, don't have to have all this proof of everything else and walk away because you have great credit. Like those are the benefits that you get with having personal credit. Um, you can get a loan easily, things like that, especially when you're struggling, when you want to start that business in the beginning. However, I specialize in helping small business owners. I noticed that a lot of my clients that were coming to me were either looking to start a business or have been in business and didn't really know how to expand or grow or get to the next level in their business because of the personal credit challenges they were having. And so what I did in my business was that I looked into building business credit. Dope. So the business owners can actually build a business credit profile that's completely separate from their personal credit, mm. even if they have a poor credit score. 
Okay. Okay. That's so cool. yeah. So uh, and, that's and the I, two I think, part thing right I, I, there. I think people definitely want to hear about that. That that's yes. good. That's good news for some people. Yes. So you you mentioned um, the phrase credit healthy earlier mm-hmm. when you were speaking. So what do you, what would you consider credit healthy? If somebody's listening right now and they're saying, you know, my score is uh, whatever. Like, what is credit healthy? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to start at? Okay. So credit healthy is really a seven twenty and above. Okay. Um, that's really. Um, you know, you'll get the same benefits as someone with an 800 credit score. You'll get those low interest rates. You get those great credit card offers with rewards. Um, and you pretty much don't get denied for anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really what credit healthy is. But a good starting point is 680. You know, get to 680 and then build from there because building credit does take time. There are about five key factors that affect your score, that calculate your score. So you want to master all five of those in order to get to that 720 state. But some of it does incorporate time because length of history is a part of that. So if you're on the younger side, you know, don't be surprised if your score is not as high as someone with has a longer credit history because that length of credit history is about 15% of your score. So you want to be sure that you, you give it time as well to grow. Got you. Got you. Why do you think that, especially in, um, in our community, um, we're plagued with, with, with negative credit scores. What do you think? Why do you think that is? Great question. And I believe it's because we weren't taught that when we were younger, right? You know, our parents didn't know much about it either. So what did they really have to pass down to us? It's not talked about in our community. You know, um, we didn't learn about it in school. I really think that that's something that we should start from even high school, you know, talk about those things. Even when I volunteered my daughter's school, and at that time, I think she was in third grade, and I was talking to them about what I do right. for work and about credit. Okay. And the funny thing about it was that they completely understood every word I was saying. Really? Yes. So why hold back and not teach it to them, right? From a younger age. I mean, these were third graders. So they were like eight years old. Right. And they understood what I was saying. You know, they Mm. were asking questions and, you know, a lot of them didn't want, know how to be responsible with some of the money questions I was asking them because, you know, buy a car. And I was like, no, but they understood. Okay. So if we were to educate, you know, people in our community from a younger age, I think we would all be in a better position now. And I think it's just not talked about enough. All we hear is you have to wait, you know, you have to wait seven to 10 years for the negative stuff to fall off. So you just got to live with it. Right. And, and, you know, we go off to college and again, we're not, we don't, we're not armed with that equipment to know that if a credit card offer comes your way, you like, you don't have to take it. You know, mm. you don't have a job to pay that bill. Right. So are you already going into debt when you don't have to? Got you. So I think it's just a lack of knowledge and a lack of education. And, you know, the more you know, hopefully the better you do. But in our scenario, I think it's just that we didn't know any better. No doubt. So as parents and guardians, how do you suggest or or, um, what do you think that we should be doing for our children to kind of get them started off on the right foot, um, you know, as, as, as far as their credit is concerned? Yeah, I think from a young age, we should be teaching them how we pay our bills, like show them actually what we're doing, you know, how we're logging into our accounts, paying those bills, how we're actually writing the checks and balancing the checkbook. And I also think that we should add them onto our accounts from a younger age so that they can start building credit. So when your children are like 12, 13, you can start adding them as an authorized user onto your credit card. And then that helps them build credit 
when they're ready to graduate from high school and they mm. can graduate with a 700 credit score without them even doing anything because you started them early by you having a credit and you adding them onto your accounts as authorized user from a younger age. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So if I'm getting started out in business, um, let's say I have, uh, you know, six, uh, little 600 credit score, you know, so I, I have a little bit of, a, a little bit of ways to go to get myself to that 680. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what are some of the things I should be thinking about? Um, what are some of the things I should be doing to kind of prepare myself to set myself up for success as a business owner? Okay. As a business owner, I, I believe that you should seek credit education or, you know, seek out an expert who can look at your credit profile, see what you're lacking, see what you need to improve on, and really take those steps to implement that. You know, a lot of people seek out the knowledge, but then they lack the action taking, right? Mm. So they're not actually going out there and implementing what they're learning. And that is really what holds us all back. Like they'll have all the tools, they have all the knowledge, but they just sit on it, right? So I think okay. a lot of us need to just go ahead and implement those strategies because if someone has done it before and that process works and it's a proven system, then you just gotta go for it and implement it for yourself. But then also as a business owner, you gotta learn how to leverage your own business. Okay. And by doing that, you start to build a, a separate credit profile for your business, you know, have a separate bank account for your business and that, you know, use your personal bank account when you're getting started. I don't even care if there's $50 in that bank account, but to have it separated when you're getting started is going to be crucial to your success as a business owner in the future. Okay, great. All right. Now you sent me some actually some some great talking points that I that I want to touch on because mm -hmm. these are things that you know I didn't think of. So you're making my job easy here. <laughs> right. Um, so one of the talking points that you sent me was um 10 steps to becoming lendable in 90 days without a personal guarantee or a personal check. So, you know, I know in my experience um as an entrepreneur, um, you know, a lot of times, anytime you go for credit, they're always looking for a personal guarantee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it, you know, whatever they're, they're always looking, okay, what, what is your personal credit like, especially in the beginning, you know, before your business is established and you start making money and you actually have taxes and everything filed under your business. So, so, so talk to me about that 10 steps of becoming lendable in 90 days without a personal guarantee or a personal credit check. Yes. So that actually is my framework for business owners to build business credit so that they have have the right foundation. So a lot of people, when they hear about business credit, they go out and apply for like a Visa or American Express business credit card, right? Okay. And then they see that they get denied. And they're like, okay, well, business credit doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> but we can't go out there and just go ask for an American Express card, even in the personal credit world, if we haven't established some type of credit history, right? right. Same thing goes for the business credit world. Okay. You can't go out there and just say, hey, give me a visa, give me an unlimited American Express. I'm a business owner. It right. doesn't work that way. We have to have a plan. We have to have a foundation. And those are the 10 steps to becoming lendable. So that gives you the foundation pieces to ensure that you're going to get approved in the future. Okay. So we have to have a starting point, right? All right. So the, the lenders, the vendors, the creditors, um, you know, really want to look at you as credible, as credit worthy, and, you know, know that they can entrust you with the credit that they're going to give you, but beforehand. So those 10 steps entail, number one, having a credible business name. Mm. You want to be sure that you have a strong business name that reflects what you do. Um, it incorporates your doing business as name. So if you have a, um, 
a trade name that you're known for as well. You want to include that in all of your documentation and you want that to be, you know, the same name across all of your corporation papers. Okay. okay. Um, okay. Number two is you want to have a corporate entity. So a lot of us are doing business, but you know, it's really a hobby because we're not even incorporated. Right. Mm, right. So we want to be sure that we're incorporated as an actual entity. So that is what is going to actually separate your business credit from your personal credit because now you're a legal entity. Okay. So in this case, a sole proprietorship would not work. You'll have to be either a corporation or an LLC in order to separate your personal from your business. Okay. All right. Um, the third step is to have a registered EIN number. Now your EIN number is also known as your tax ID number. And this is what is identified with your business. So it's like the social security number of your business. Okay. This is what vendors are going to verify with all your agencies and banks. And, and you want to be sure that's registered this, with the same tax ID number that you have for your business credit profile. Okay. All right. Uh, number four is to have an actual business address. So I'm not saying that as a new business owner, you need to go out and purchase an office space, okay? We all don't have the funds to do that. However, we cannot use our home address. We cannot use a PO box or a USPS address. They're gonna know. They're going to Google and they're gonna see that you're using a PO box. And does that really look credible? Like is Walmart and Facebook and Apple and Microsoft <laughs> using a PO box? <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. So if we wanna play with the big dogs, then we have to look like the big dogs as well. Dope. Right. Dope. So we want to be sure that we have a actual business address and you can get one using a virtual office address as mm -hmm. a substitute. So if you don't have a business address that you go to or office, then you just register with a virtual office address, but you just pay a monthly fee for your mail can get sent there. And that's it. It's not like you have to go and work there. Like I have a virtual office address and I work out of Wegmans. Okay. <laughs> <You> <laughs> right, know? right, 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 right. But it's what, you see when you google my business you see a tall building right with my suite number and that i'm legit you know this is the company i'm working with and that's what creditors want to see nice okay okay the next thing is they want to see that you're registered with the 411 national directory hmm okay that's this a, good is a big one, one. that's that's now, that's one i haven't heard before that's a good one Go yes ahead. a lot of people don't know this one yeah. and the funny thing about it is that like who uses 411 anymore I right right right. Guys, right right but the creditors do mm. right so they actually go to look to see if your business is listed with the 411 national directory this alone can get you approved for starter vendor accounts when you start to build your business credit if you have an ein and you're registered with 411 that is criteria for you to get approved. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so very that's interesting. That's a step that you definitely, definitely do not want to miss. All right. Have your business registered with the 411 National Directory. Okay. Number six is to have a business phone number. All right. I know a lot of us are just getting started and we use what? Our cell, Our cell phones. phones, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right. Nothing wrong with that. However, <laughs> That creditor does not want to know that when people are calling you, they're calling your personal cell phone, right? right? You're supposed to be a legit company, right? So you need to have that look as well. So your business phone number should be different than your cell phone number. So some solutions for that 
are again, virtual phone numbers. Mm. You can still get it forwarded to your cell phone number. You don't have to go out and purchase like, you know, equipment or anything like that. You just get that virtual number so you can get an 800 number or a local number with a fax number and that will be forwarded to your phone. Dope. Okay, Dope. so it'll just say your company name. And again, it gives you that professional look for your company. No doubt. And I actually have a suggestion. Um, I, I used to use ringcentral.com. I don't know if you ever heard of that. That's who um, I use. There you go. They, 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 all my clients. Yeah. They, they actually make you look really professional. They have different yeah. directories and mm -hmm. everything and everything is forwarded to your cell phone, but okay. it seems like you have like a thousand offices. So, yes. so everybody different check out ring Central. You can say press 102 to see <laughs> exactly. sales, right? Right, 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 right. They, yeah, they, so they, they, they hook you up. Your company, it definitely works and you can forward it to their cell phone as well. So it's a great service. That's who I recommend. Another reason why why I use Ring Central is because they take care of step number five. Okay. So, oh, six. Ring, so six. six gives you the phone number, right? Oh, six. Yeah, six. But oh, it's the phone one. Also, register you with four one one. Oh, okay. Um, all right, yeah. all right, all right. So that's that's a little hack right there. A little hack. There you go. One. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you get both with with that service. Got you. All right. Um, seven is having a fax number. Now I know some people think that it's not necessary. But again, it makes you look more professional, like you're taking your business seriously. There are going to be some documents that you're probably going to have to fax over to get approved for some credit applications. So that's why having a fax number is important as well. You can get that through RingCentral also, and all that can get routed to your email and everything, and it's all in one place. So yep. that's why I love RingCentral as well. You nice. can also just get like a regular e-fax, but again, if you're already with RingCentral, then that's a great option. Okay. Okay. Uh, number eight is to have a website. Okay. Now I'm not saying go out there and get a graphic designer, this <laughs> 10 page website. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's right. not necessary. You know, there are a lot of free services out there to create websites. It can literally be a one page website. Okay. okay? A one page website where it describes the services you provide, who you are, and how your clients can contact you. Just your contact information, like where you're located, so your business office address should be on there, your phone numbers and your email, how they can get in contact with you. So the information about your business should be easily accessible. You don't want the banks and the creditors to start going to Google and trying to figure out what services you provide and what you're all about. Cause they're going to start piecing things together from reviews and, you know, just random things out there. Everything mm. should come from you. Okay. Right. So they want to be sure that you have a web presence and not having a, a web presence can severely hurt your chances of attaining business credit. Mm. Right. There's okay. too many places online that offer affordable business websites so that you can have that internet presence that displays your services and your information. So be sure that you don't overlook this step. Um, again, it literally can be a one page website where you're not doing too much. Okay. Okay. So, you know, make sure you're present on, you know, um, web on a website and social media as well. Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. And then number nine mm -hmm. is to have a professional business address. Now I know people are going to laugh at this one, but it is so important. They want to know that you take your business seriously. Okay. okay. 
So having your I like to party 2000 at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to cut it, right? That's, right? that's what we used when we were back in college. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know if people are sending resumes out with that email address or what have you. We cleaned it up. But again, it's the same thing. They want to know that you're taking your business seriously. So you cannot use any free email mm, providers. There we go. Like Yahoo, AOL. Hotmail, Gmail, Gmail, that has so, to go. So get yourself an actual domain yes. to where it's so, whatever, whatever, at trucking, whatever.com. There we go. There we go. So your website name and then your email should be at that truckingcompany.com. Info at, you know, Steph's trucking.com. Support at, you know, Steph's trucking.com. They want to know that you're invested in your business. It is only about $4 a month. Yes. Have you know create that email address yep. and you can have a couple of them as well. So guys, it's very inexpensive to have this service. So it's an investment you want to make. And it makes you look professional, incredible, and you know, it's too easy and expensive to neglect. So do away with the free providers <laughs> and get a good email address at your company name. No this doubt. is definitely gonna help increase your chances of getting the thumbs up from a credit provider. Nice. And another, um, I use uh, Google Suites. I was just um, going to say that's, that's, you know, all the tips. <laughs> Google, Google Suite, like you said, four or $5 a month, they give you everything. So yeah, Google Suite. You get Suite like is, five or six different yeah. addresses. Yeah. 100%. So everyone in your company can have one or, you know, support or tech, right? You know, yep. so yep. it's a really, really good resource. Dope. Once you have your, your domain name registered. Okay. So we're at number 10 now? Yep. I'm excited. The grand finale. Let's, yes. let's go. <laughs> Guys, your bank account. Mm. You have to have a bank account. Okay? okay. You have to have a business bank account. Now, in the business credit world, if you registered your business 10 years ago and you just opened your business bank account yesterday, your business started yesterday. Mm. You could have been operating for 10 years but they do not recognize or acknowledge that until you open your business bank account. Mm. Now, imagine how they would look at you. You're registered for 10 years. You opened your bank account yesterday and you come into the bank today for a loan. Right. Hmm. <laughs> right. Their antennas are going to go up and they're like, hmm, we don't trust you. Right, right, right. right. Your business started yesterday. We're not doing that. So right. you want to open your business bank account as soon as you know that this is something you want to do, you're getting started, put $50 in there, put $100 in there. It doesn't have to be a big check, right? Mm. Put something in there, get the bank account open. All you need is to register that EIN, register your LLC, and bring those two documents to the bank and let them know you'd like to open a business bank account. Mm. Dope, okay? nice, nice, and nice, that I like is that. going to thoroughly, thoroughly increase the chances of you getting approved, okay? It's the longer your banking history is, the better your borrowing potential will be. Mm, got okay? you, got yeah. you. So they definitely consider that bank account vital as to when your business starts. Okay, okay, nice. So um, just to add to that, how important is a, uh, a DUNS number? Okay, so a DUNS number is important as well because a lot of- First, first, first let people know what a DUNS oh, number is okay. for people who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Dun and Bradstreet is one of the credit reporting agencies in the business credit world. Okay. It's the largest for business credit and they're associated with the DUNS number. So that is just what gets activated 
when your profile is actually started. So you get registered, you um, start building business credit, your DUNS number is automatically activated. Now, a lot of times DUNS will call you, Dun and Bradshaw will call you until you need to pay for your DUNS number. Mm -hmm. However, that is not true. It is a free service. Mm. It's something that gets automatically activated, but you can create that profile online and it's free. Yeah, I got to call them back because I think they got me with that one too. Oh, yeah. I, I believe what I paid it? like 50 bucks or something like that for that Dunn's number. Yeah. No, it's free. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. signed up somebody for it a week ago and they got the confirmation email like two days ago. So, yeah. okay. Um, okay. So that service is free, but Dunn's number, um, a lot of the creditors will Google to see if you have a Dunn's number, and that will be one of the requirements to get approved for credit as well. So gotcha. You want to be sure that you have a Dunn's number. Um, create it for your business. Okay. Okay. Dope. All right. So um, <clears throat> let me see. Um, funding. People are always looking for money, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a big thing in business. Everybody wants to start a business, but they're like, okay, where am I going to get money to start my business? Right. Mm -hmm. Most of, a lot of us are sometimes in the red. We don't have any money. We don't have any cash. So you have another talking point here that says how to obtain funding for financial freedom so you could build your dream business and leave a legacy. So right. talk to us about um, obtaining funding. So we just now kind of, kind of went over, um, you know, the, the steps, the steps to becoming lendable, but, but just, just elaborate on that a little bit for me. Sure. So in business credit to get funding, there are the three C's. And if you fall within the three C's, then you can move forward to getting funding. So the three C's are, you can have good credit, and you can leverage that to get funding. So usually like a line of credit or something like that, or you can have collateral, right? Mm. So a lot of people um, use their collateral. So equipment, um, you know, account receivables, um, things like that. And they can use that to leverage their business to get funding to grow and expand and things like that, because there is the potential to borrow against those accounts receivables or the equipment that you have that's worth something. So people a lot of times use that collateral to gain funding in their business when they're lacking probably credit. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then obviously, uh, cash, if you have some liquid cash that you can, you know, 401k, sometimes people use that, um, to get funding to, to fund their business. Now, if you fall outside of the three C's, okay, this is where building business credit comes in handy. So this is where, you know, you're establishing that credit history with the lenders and the creditors to let them know that, Hey, I'm responsible enough to pay these accounts over a period of time now i'm ready to to build further and then get access to funding okay. so business credit is the alternative when you don't fall into the three c so if you're just getting started you don't have any collateral you don't have good credit you know and you don't want to go that route that's when you go and start building business credit from scratch get your foundation in, in, in line that we went over those 10 steps right okay sure you check every box or else you will fail, <laughs> you know, you'll get a big <laughs> denial on your application. Right. Follow those 10 steps, make sure you fill those out and everything is covered. And then you can move on to the next step. Okay. About how long do you think it'll take you to become credible to where a lender would actually consider, um, you know, lending you money and, and what, and what type of money do you think you need to have an account? Is it a certain amount of transactions they need to see? Like what are some of the things that lenders are looking for before they begin to approve you for some funding? So it depends. So again, if you are building business credit, that can be done within six months. Okay. 
So it's a lot quicker than taking the personal credit route where you probably take about a year or two to really build that credit profile up strong enough where you are having, you know, that credit healthy that we talked about, that mm -hmm. 720 credit score, and you have to master those five key factors. In the business credit world, there's only one key factor that matters, and that's do you pay your bill on time? That's mm. it. Right. Mm. That's all they look at. That's all that's important to them. You pay it late, a bad score. You pay on time, a good score. You pay early. You have a great score. Gotcha. So that's what they're really looking at. And if you pay the bills on time over a period of time, six months, you are credit worthy. You're lendable. And that's when the banks will start looking at you for funding. Got you. So how do you just suggest doing that, getting a business credit card and just spending on a business credit card and then making the payments on time? How do you suggest? Okay, so as remember earlier, I said we can't just go straight for the credit card. Okay, right? sorry right? about that. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up. So let me let, let, let you handle steps. this. Okay, go ahead. We got to take baby steps. Okay. So first, we make sure we're lendable. So that gives us the best chances of going out there and doing what we have to do. The next step is to start with vendor credit. Okay. Mm, okay. So just like in the personal credit world, we're going to start with a secure credit card to trying to say, Hey, you know, I'm responsible now. I made some mistakes in the past, but I'm going to go ahead and show you, I can pay this bill over time. So in the business credit world it's called vendor credit. Okay. And also interchangeable with, with a trade account. So you'll either hear trade or vendor credit. And what these are, are smaller companies that you build with. They give you like a net 30 day account and you purchase some goods, they give you net 30 days to pay that, and then you pay it early. And then after the cycle, the bill ends, right? The billing cycle ends, it shows up on your credit report, mm, okay? So okay. you start with the vendor credit. So some examples, I'll give you guys some examples of what vendor accounts are. So there's a company called Quill, Quill Supply Company. So it's the same as Staples, guys. It's the same as Staples, Office Max, Office Depot. You're getting the same goods. However, Quill actually reports to the business credit reporting agencies. So why not purchase the supplies from a company that's going to help you build business credit as well? Mm, and you're still that's getting dope. the same supplies that you need, right? Okay. So there's Quill, there's Suma Office Supply, there's Uline. I know a lot of business owners out there who get that big Uline magazine. Or, For sure, or all the time. They, the they, they're always sending you stuff. You could, <laughs> you could have a daycare center there sending you stuff in the mail. They don't care. <laughs> right. They're just disrespectful. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they know, they, they know that, you know, they're beneficial. Okay. Mm. So Uline is definitely one of the ones you want to look out for. Granger is another one. Okay, so I just gave you guys what three or four? Yeah, this is good. Right, so stuff. that's a good starting point for vendor accounts. Okay. So you purchase your supplies. You want to purchase at least fifty dollars. Fifty dollars is what's going to activate the account and get it to report on your business credit report. If it's less than fifty dollars, it won't work. Mm. It won't activate that profile. Okay? okay. So there's a minimum purchase of fifty dollars. And when you purchase from any one of those, um, that is what starts your business credit profile. So you want to start with vendor credit. So that's like your tier one account. So we okay. call that tier one. Okay. Okay. Then when you're ready to move to, so you want at least five payment experiences with your tier one accounts. Okay. Okay. And just then, real quick, before you move on, is there like anywhere where you can find a list of places to, to receive mm, vendor credit? See, 
Okay. You know, Google doesn't do that for us. Google won't do it. No, <laughs> Google does everything. No, come on. You, you would think so, right? Wow. But again, you know, everywhere you go, they're gonna give you pieces here, pieces there. Pieces yeah, there, yeah. And they're not gonna put it all together for you, mm. right? So usually in like one of my master classes, I'll go over that and I give out those resources because I just believe in education and knowledge and you take it and implement it. If not, then that's on you. But, um, you know, that's what I believe. So I definitely give out that information like on one of my master classes or, you know, one of my sessions or my private Facebook group. They got to come and see you. Yeah, see, that's where you got to come. You got to come with the credit repair queen. Okay, 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 okay. Got you. So, um... I also have a checklist that I give out to people in my community and um, it's very, very helpful okay. um, for those who want to just take it and, and try the steps on their own. But again, if you went out there and tried to do it on your own, you're going to get pieces here, pieces there. It's not going to be a complete picture and then you're going to get stuck. Cause I tried it that way first, right? right. I tried right. it that way. I got stuck and that's how I know what's going to happen. And that's why I actually went and invested in myself to learn it the right way. Dope, dope, right? dope. So after you go through your tier one accounts, you want to go to your tier two accounts, which are now your revolving accounts. Okay. So now you can move up to accounts like Dell, Home Depot, Lowe's, Macy's, Staples, right? These are accounts that, these are places we already shop at, right? For sure. Right? We for go sure. there all the time for everything, you all know, gas card, like Shell, BP, we all need gas if you're driving right so these are the accounts that are going to take you to the next level before you're ready for that mastercard okay so we gotta come here first okay these are places that we visit all the time why not use the money that we're already using there spending there and then have it report to our business credit report so that we can build that business credit profile Mm. right got you so those are your tier two accounts then you want to be sure you have 10 payment experiences right before you move on to the next level Okay. Okay. And then that's when you're ready to move on up and then start applying for a Visa, MasterCard. You want to be sure that you have a limit of $10,000 first on one of those accounts before you move on. Mm. Okay. A limit of 10000 you mm-hmm. said? Okay. A limit of $10,000 on at least one card on one account. But okay. The good thing about business credit is that they give you higher limits because you are a business owner. So you qualify for higher limits in the business credit world, 10 times higher than you would on the personal credit. A lot of times you apply for a a card in the personal credit world, it's probably like two, $300 Mm -hmm. if your credit is challenged, right? And you're Mm -hmm. trying to rebuild. Um, They don't really trust you with more than that. And then you can build from there. But in the business credit world, your limits are higher. Got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's really beneficial to build business credit because you get higher limits, right? You can do more. Right. Um, And then you're already, you know, shopping with these companies already. No doubt. All right. So um, what are your thoughts on um, using your cash versus credit? So it, it depends, I think, on your lifestyle. I, I do believe in, in leveraging your credit, especially in business owners. Um, however, I know a lot of people who, you know, just use cash and then they always run into the problem later on. So maybe it's, it's beneficial for a while, but then when you're ready to buy a home, when you're ready to buy a car, <laughs> that cash doesn't come so much in handy anymore. Right. right? So I've had a lot of clients who are like, I have a million dollars in the bank. I'm like, okay. Well. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can really help you. And, and then they realize it, you know, later when they're ready, but then they have to wait because then they have to rebuild their credit. 
Mm. Right. So it's better to build a great credit profile, be credit healthy, have it so that when you do need it, it's already there and built and ready. So Mm. a lot of people do it backwards, right? They sit and they wait. And then when they need it, they're in a front, you know, they're flustered, right. trying to figure it out. They're trying to rush the process. And then it doesn't work because you're trying to force something that you could have built over time. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. So I definitely recommend to always be in the mindset of wanting to fix your credit, want it to be credit healthy so that when you do need it, even the banks can smell it, right? They can mm-hmm. smell when you're desperate for money. They're when you're desperate to get a credit card, when you're desperate for a credit limit increase, whatever it is, they can smell it a mile away. And that's when they deny you. Because mm. we know there's some type of financial hardship there. There's right. some type of struggle. And if they see that, then they consider you a high risk. And then they're like, okay, they're probably not going to pay us back. So right, you know, right, right. the likelihood of us extending them credit is going to be really slim. So that's why you definitely want to be credit healthy so that when you do need it, those banks are then throwing credit card offers at you, throwing money at you. Hey, apply for this loan with no interest Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because you're mm -hmm. already in a position to earn it. Right. 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 And that's what happens. And I know it's a backward system. Don't get me wrong. I I totally understand that. I believe it's backwards. However, what we have to know is that we have to learn the game and master it and play it along with them. No doubt. That you can succeed. No doubt. No doubt. Right. So just learn the game and just implement what you're supposed to take action and you'll be in a good position. So I always think it's, it's best to just be credit healthy and, you know, use cash when you need to. But I believe it's like, if you can't pay for something two times or three times, you don't need to buy it. There we go. Right. So a lot of us spend money when we really shouldn't be like, you think you can afford it, but if you can't buy that item another time and like two, three times over. Right. That money should be in the bank in your savings account. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. How do we how do we maintain that credit health as business owners? So, like, is there a certain amount that we want to spend, pay off? Do we want to always pay off the whole credit card? You know, I, I know, like, with your personal credit, they say don't pay the whole thing off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pay pay an amount and 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 stay at a certain percentage right. debt to income. Like, how, in business, how do you what what do you want to do with that? So in the business credit world, your percentage doesn't affect your score. However, if you purchase something for $200 and they give you net 30 days to pay it, you have to pay it in full. So it's not like you have um, the same model in the personal credit world. If you purchase $200, that $200 bill has to be paid within that 30 days. So you can't say, okay, I'm going to pay $5 and then 25 and then, you know, let it linger like that. Whatever you purchase is what you owe and what you must pay back. And when you don't, that's when, you know, credit challenges start to happen in the business credit world. So if you cannot afford to pay off $5,000 within that 30 days, then you do not spend (laughs) five thousand dollars okay right right, right. that's where it varies in the business credit worlds um you do not have to worry about the percentages or anything like that but again what you spend is what you owe so you want to be sure that you do have it to pay it off okay all right Mm -hmm. dope now you also um say here that you have a four-step process to quickly obtain the fifty thousand fifty thousand dollars in credit with ease. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so I kind of broke it down already, but okay. well, I'll give you a summary of what that is. So okay. the, the four steps are, you know, making sure that you're lendable so that you have 
all of those 10 steps together. You have your foundation pieces and you know that you're gonna increase your chances of getting approved. Then you move on to applying for vendor credit. Okay, so that's the accounts that we went over, your Quill, your Suma Office Supplies, Granger, Uline, and um, getting those net 30-day accounts. Mm. And step three is signing up for your revolving credit accounts, which are your gas cards, your Home Depot, your Lowe's, that's your tier two accounts, and paying those on time. Again, the goal here is to always pay it early. Like that's how you have the best score. If you pay attendance 10 days early, you have a great business credit score, okay? okay? And then step four is now you're ready for your Visa, your MasterCard, your Discover, your American Express, and you can even start going into getting um, car financing in your mm. business name. Okay. Right? So um, that is a really good option for people who want to do like vehicle wraps and, um, you know, want their business cars like in their business names a lot of people who have like transportation companies and things like that um that's really really beneficial for them got you okay and where do we go for the credit i mean you know like is there any banks we should be looking at is it credit unions like where where, where do we find these lenders that are more likely to um extend us these funds and credit so forth mm -hmm. and so on Yes, credit unions are one of the best, especially for small business owners. They have some of the best interest rates, some of the best um, programs out there. And then, you know, definitely like smaller banks, like smaller regional banks are really good to look at as well. Um, so we definitely have a, a, a good resource of that for you um, if you're interested. Um, but you definitely want to start out with the credit unions. I always recommend anyone who's starting to fix their credit or build business credit that they open up a credit union account. It has so many benefits, even when you're building your personal credit as well as your business. Um, so I always recommend um, signing up for a credit union. Gotcha. you. What are some of those differences with the credit unions that the bank doesn't offer? Well, interest rates for okay. one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's where I always that, start. That, that's, 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 a, that's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> interest rates. Okay. That's where you save the most money. Um, and just the terms overall are usually better. Um, and they're willing to, to really support small businesses. I think they notice that small businesses really bring a lot to the economy and, and in order for them to thrive, they need to help them when it start, you know, comes up to funding and things like that. So their programs overall tend to be a little bit stronger. Um, whenever I'm doing like applications for clients, I definitely compare and the credit unions almost always outweigh um, mm. the larger banks. Mm -hmm. Got you. Got you. All right, dope, man. I mean, I, I think you've given us like a whole lot today. You you actually opened my eyes up to a few things yeah. that that I've never heard before. So that's 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 pretty dope. Awesome. Awesome. So 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 you know, I, I think we could kind of wrap it up here. Um, but before you go, I just want you to kind of give you know your final thoughts. Um, you know, talk to the people, let them know the the, the last thing, the, the the final takeaway. Um, mm. you want them to take away from the show, and I'll let you get out of here. I know you have clients waiting on you, sure. so to so go. Oh, and also let them know where they can find you and where they can okay, connect sure. with you and all that. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So, um, I know a lot of the listeners here are in the trucking industry, and uh, a big struggle is when you're trying to purchase new equipment, you know, expand your fleet. And, you know, it's important for you guys to know that you guys can leverage your own business. You know, you don't have to, you know, pound your personal credit into the ground. And that's what a lot of us do in any business. Like if you're trying to start any business, a lot of us max out our personal credit cards. And then, you know, we're trying to fund this business. And then we realize that our personal credit score just tanked. 
and then we can't get any more money we can't get any more credit and now we're stuck mm. right mm. and so the key takeaway here is guys we don't have to let our personal credit be a problem right we don't want that to be ruined just to to fund our dream i know this is a big dream you know it's going to open so many doors but business credit is what's really going to take you to the next level and mm. fix your personal credit you know make sure you maintain it you know be responsible but again don't ruin it just to build this business because you can use business credit to fuel your business to fund your business and expand it you know to get that extra fleet in those gas cards i know that's going to come in handy you can't <laughs> tell me it's not because that's no fuel no doubt <laughs> no doubt so those are things that's going to help you know the people that's under you working for you things like that um so definitely definitely look into building a complete business credit profile for your business and you can always expand into doing other things as well you know and that's what really is the biggest takeaway because most businesses don't thrive past five years right and it's right. always due to a lack of capital right For you sure. can't payroll you can't pay your drivers you know gas becomes you know repairs right all those things come into play and then you feel stuck right so building business credit is really a stepping stone to building your business growing your business expanding your business and literally having that business that you dreamed of, like you didn't get into business to, to feel stuck, right? I'm sure you didn't, right? Sure, I know I didn't. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so that's really something that I want you guys to take away and think about. And if you want more information, you can definitely find me on Instagram at the Credit Repair Queen, or you can join my private Facebook group where I teach credit all day, every day. And that is the First Class Credit Society. You just send a request and we'll let you into the group. And then you can also send a text to 240-334-7670. Just let me know that you're on the podcast. And then you'll get our free business credit checklist that goes over all the talking points today and give you access to those vendors that, you know, all that information that you want the inside scoop on. No doubt. And really, really know the exact steps on how to start building your business credit within six months to get funding that you can use to grow your business. Wow. Stephanie Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it was a pleasure. Um, man, so much, so much, so much knowledge, man. So much knowledge. Thank I, you. I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time out today to join us on the show. And awesome. um, everybody, make sure you guys connect with Stephanie at the Credit Repair Queen, correct? On Instagram? Yes. That's okay. It. So make sure you hit her up, shoot her a DM, or you could, you know, connect with her in those other ways she just now mentioned. Um, thank you so much, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No, no, no doubt. Uh, you take care of yourself and have, have, a, have a beautiful day. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.